Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Weekly Podcast. I'm your host Dan and as ever I'm joined by Chris. Chris say hi. Hello. Josh. Josh say hi. Hi. Will. Will say hi. Oh yes sir I can boogie. And so many other people. Uh, James Butler from the Cricket Badger Podcast. James say hi. Hello everybody. Justin from the Second Tier Podcast. Say hi Justin. Hello. And the two Dans, Morgan and Wiseman from Heart of the Holtz, the Villa Filler. Boy, say hi. Hi. How are we doing? Welcome back to the Sports Weekly Podcast. So we're back for another episode and this one is going to be absolutely manic. Eight people, one podcast. We've done it before with seven. New record is eight. Um, the eighth person... Dan Wiseman, or as you'll now be known, Wiseman, uh, you were supposed to join our fantasy Premier League team, but you had to work. Work, know, mate. But painful, painful experience. But um, yeah, I'm glad to be here, taking it from seven to eight big numbers. I'm also look, excited to look into some uh, some fancy team and so apparently some pretty good names too. Well, I mean, one really good name and the rest average. But apart from that, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Will, you are pretty confident about your team name that you're going to win it. Well, I mean. You can't say the rest of the team's average if there's generally a team in our league called Average, by the way. Yeah, for those that aren't aware, there is a team called Average because Dan couldn't make it. Um, James. Also, oh, yeah, you go, Will. Sorry. Podcast eight, podcast one. Oh, shit. Sorry, have I frozen? <laughs> no. <laughs> fine. Um, James, I was going to say that Average is probably the hardest team to beat so far. I, I, I found them quite hard to get my team up for um, because they are... <laughs> I'm using the Leeds tactics, um, Spygate and everything, and it's impossible to scout <laughs> average because they just look mediocre in training. And uh, tough to actually get your team up for it. But I've, I've managed to do it against most of the other teams in the, in the league. I mean, Happy but, to be where I am. But I find if average plays a five or six out of ten every week, which it's obviously going to, then more often than not, it might, might cause a scalp. Yeah, um, I mean, it's counted for Josh, but having said that, most have. <laughs> I mean, Josh... Some harsh words from James there about your team, but I, mean, I feel like this is just the start. This is just the start. <laughs> Seven people getting ready to lay into me. I think I have to hang my hat on my name. I think the name of the team is all I've got, so yeah. I'm going strongly for that. True, um, Justin. I gave you the challenge um, of picking all championship or previous championship players. You rose to that challenge, and your team's doing pretty well. Yeah, sitting mid-table and just to compound Josh's misery as well, I also have Harvey Barnes, so <laughs> so his name's automatically redundant. But yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's going well for me having championship players in there. Yeah, Dan, you'll you'll see uh, Wiseman. Sorry, you'll see this very shortly. Why Josh is going to be so annoyed about the fact that Justin stole Harvey Barnes before Josh could get there. Um, Morgan, you were pretty livid. Loved the last episode from 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 your own mouth. You said you loved it, but now you, I feel like you might be hating it because your team's done really well, and yet it's gone so poorly for you. Uh, right, it, I've just been. To, you guys have just got mad luck, and I swear to God, I sit I sit down and I check my fantasy. Uh, when I was working, I'd, I'd check it while the games are on. And I would just be quietly livid in the back kitchen <laughs> at you guys because 
as you guys will see uh, on the leaderboard, or as, as we'll be explained later, I have the second highest points tally, and I'm pretty sure I sit third from bottom, which is outrageous. <laughs> it's, it, it's honestly, it's a disgrace. You guys somehow managed to pluck up the confidence and the balls to, to, to beat me week in, week out, when you can't do it every other week. It, it's, it's shocking. I'm not here for I love it. This anger. And I it's, love this anger. It's, 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 it's so frustrating because this is my first draft as well, and I was well happy with my team. I've made a few changes as I think all of us have. Yeah, but, I mean, all, you say you know, all of us. I mean, Josh has made everyone's combined. <laughs> Let's point that yeah. out as well. I think Josh has had at least every one of our players that we've gone through <laughs> at some point. <laughs> at some point, yeah. We've, we've just desperate it. for that level of success that you had, but they just didn't want to do it for my team. Jo- Josh is shopping in a charity shop of the FBL draft. That you've just <laughs> taken every every player that nobody else wants. <laughs> Just, just try to get close. Yeah, because they're all injured. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, funny enough, Chris, Josh has got two more injured players that weren't injured at the start, so he's just not had a good time of it. On the other hand, Chris, me and you yeah. are, are flying high. I think the pl- <laughs> Yeah, I think when Josh, Joshy players just fall on the sword as soon as they've been drafted. Into <laughs> <team>. <laughs> yeah, just um, yeah, livid. it's going really well. It, yeah, it was. It, has Has Chris gone? to Dan Morgan again the other week. Still managed to, yeah, get past because Matt Doherty decided to score 12 points for like the first time of the year. So, yeah, had some good fortune. But yeah, the team's going pretty well. Uh, carried by my uh, two Everton strike, which everyone, including myself, was laughing at. Yeah. Said, look who's laughing now, Chris. <laughs> look who's laughing now. Yeah, we were laughing at some of Justin's picks or all of Justin Sheffield United picks and your <laughs> your your uh, Everton picks at the time, but maybe and not Shea so much Adams. now. And Shea Adams, who's and Shea um, Adams, who is now the the god of the Premier League. Um, I mean, without further ado, Dan, we're going to go through some of these teams and team names first. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the league first, so you can see all the team names. We'll go through team names, and I, I think by the end of the season. Maybe they get an extra point. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go for that one. Yeah, there's yeah, got to yeah, be some sort of scoring system. I, I just want an extra point, just in case you choose. You're not going to get it, Dan. You're so, not going to get it. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Uh, right. Also, well, also Dan. Dan Morgan needs an extra point somewhere. That is, that you know, three hundred ninety points, but only uh, what four points on the board. But it's all. <laughs> yeah. okay, it's all look. It's all gravy, right? Uh, it's all Wiseman, let's have a look then. Let's have a look at these team names. Go. So. Uh, can you see my screen first of all? I can now, yeah. Oh, Dan, yes. your history is disgusting, lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Josh with Barnes storming run, obviously hoping to choose Harvey Barnes, and that got taken away from him. Um, average, who chose average, uh, not very inventive, yeah. but fine. Um, Morgan, who chose Burke as Iceman, of course, nice, for, his, for nice. his love of Burke and Bjarnason. Um, it's a shared love it's a mutual love on the village yeah, podcast it is, it is, for sure <laughs> oh so there's some bias in this is there right okay. oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to change mine to Dion Dublin Heart FC <laughs> um, Will who went for Gilfy Pleasures uh, very good pun um, James Cricket Badger Podcast he went for Bielsa's Badgers I bet you can't guess who James supports um, <laughs> me who went for Temptation Nyland and uh, Chris, who went for Sultan Vinagra. Yeah, oh. and then he immediately left the league to get to play. In, uh... <laughs> Same with <laughs> Temptation Nyland. That should be null and void. <laughs> that is true, actually. Nyland left straight away. Um, I, mean, I, was, I, I had the decency to pick a player who wasn't in the league at the start. 
I, mean, I will say I was the water Schmeichel beforehand, but no one seemed to understand science and the water cycle. So I had to change oh. it to something trashy oh. Temptation Island. So, uh, Dan, if you had to choose uh, one without any bias at all, uh, who would you go for? Yeah, um, <laughs> Morgan, mate, uh, for fear of getting absolutely slandered for, for choosing yours uh, <laughs> and my own on this podcast, I'm going to have to stray away from Berkey's Iceman, though obviously that name is Matt. Massively appreciated. Um, I'm actually going to go with um, with guilty pleasures. That's really that's nice. I haven't heard that that's one before. One. So yeah, that's Good going man. to get my bonus points. Nice. Uh, there will be no actual bonus points uh, given for that at the end. Uh, I thought I forgot to say that at the start, but yeah, no bonus points. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's then go through some people's teams. So we'll start with Josh's. Josh, where do you think your strengths lie in this team? And then and then and then and then and then and then, and then, and then Dan, the table. And then Dan will be able to pick it apart afterwards. Um, well, obviously Vardy's been my only shining light. So yeah, Vardy and. That's about it. Oh my god, my guy on the bench has got 15 points of goal. Sabiaski on the bench that kills it for everything. Yeah. Um, Dan, where do you think Josh's strengths lie? Or weaknesses? Either or pick his team apart, it's fine. It's interesting because there's a lot of um a lot of big names out there. Like you you look at the team, a lot of household names, and a lot of players that you think would on paper uh get you a lot of points, but that's obviously never the way that FPL works. Um, Firmino obviously a bit of a problem point this season though again at the start of the season nobody really saw that come in um, looking at the points as you said the strengths probably come in the form of Lukas Fabianski who resides on the bench which is never, <laughs> never what you want to see um, but, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of players in there that, that can turn it around so I'd hold some hope yeah. Um, I actually share a few of those players so yeah don't give up all hope just yet I mean he, his favourite club is Leicester City he's he is... not about to go to Dignitas bloody hell yeah. <laughs> 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 everything will turn around think the end they feel oh, like you can't roll it out Josh people who love you well Josh's favourite club is Leicester City he's made 21 transactions <laughs> like his favourite manager um, the tinker man Claudio Ranieri so so I mean they won the league at some point yeah. so not that they ever, <laughs> not they ever talk about yeah, it but apart from that it's fine uh, let's go to Dan's team as Dan mentioned I mean, I've, I'm in second with 377 points total. Dan's in sixth with 390 points total. So I do understand his pain a little bit. But Morgan, where do your where do your strengths lie? Do you think? Well, I've I've played FPL enough over the years to be able to pick out a player. I've got to admit, I dropped the ball on Lacazette. I was late to the party with Emi to Don Martinez. Had to get him in. But <laughs> if you look, if you notice, if you noticed in the last team, right? If you, if you saw in Josh's team, so many big names. And as Dan alluded to earlier, as Wiseman alluded to earlier, it's never the big names that get you the points. You've got to be smart. So, I mean, I've put Laporte in there because, I mean, he's quite frequently injured, but he's, he's managed to come back. Sushek, goal-scoring midfielder. I had to go for Grealish. Eze, knew what he's all about from the championship. Morpé, you, you're going to get at least 10 goals from him and some assists because he plays two up, uh, in, in a forward two. Mane, obviously, is... is hopeful to be the main kind of points getter for me there were a few others I had I think I maybe had Raul Jimenez um, I can't remember off the top of my head but I think this is a really solid team I really do and obviously I'm biased because it's my team I've got <laughs> I've got two sick goalkeepers I've got goal scoring defenders I've got goal scoring midfielders it's just my strikers that don't really score many goals can, can I just point out that Raul, Raul Jimenez has always been a badger he's always been a Bielsa badger <laughs> and if that was a school 
a, a terrible attempt to try and lure him away. It's not going to work. Uh, Wiseman, feel free to discount everything Dan just said and uh, pick it apart. <laughs> well, the first thing I like is this absolute sea of claret and blue that I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nice. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm seeing Danny Ings injured on the bench, and my heart goes out to you for that one because um, yeah, having Lacazette and Morpé up front with Danny Ings on the bench can't be easy. Obviously, shout out to the boy Jack Grealish. I imagine he's doing absolute bits for you this season. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he just is, though. It's interesting um, how you managed to get the best player in the world uh, in that team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Eze is a nice call as well, mate. He went into my FPL team. As you said, you watch a bit of championship. Um, you know the boys that are going going to be coming up he's done well I think he's going to get you plenty of points now because you got his first goal the other day didn't he so he's going to kick on from there um, the back line is good um, you've got the wrong Birmingham based keeper in goal but aside from that I think that's pretty strong mate <laughs> yeah I mean as, as, as much as I want to discount everything Dan uh, Morgan said about his team he has been a bit unlucky I'll give him that um, but that's as far as I'll go dog shit, dog shit team so uh, uh, Will <laughs> Will <laughs> Let's let's look at your team. Where do you think your strengths lie? Is there anyone you wish you didn't have? Fucking all of them. They've not done anything. <laughs> They've not done anything. I've got lucky victories against Morgan and Average. And that's yeah, it. very oh, lucky. Right. Have that on the record. Thank you very oh. much, Handlebars. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll talk about Jack Grealish in a minute. We'll all get an erection shout. We'll um, Although, is ZX come good? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did well. As I said on the first podcast, everyone went on about De Ligt and uh, De Jong for Ajax, but the best two players that Ajax had during that Champions League regime were Danny van der Beek and Hakan Ziyech. Unfortunately, van der Beek isn't going to be used at Manchester United, but Ziyech, first game, three assists, and he's really the shining light. Say Maxim, he hasn't really done anything, so I should really get rid of him. Sergio Aguero and Rodrigo both got injured. Abraham is being played, so he's got my eight points for me this week. Sterling, love him, but God almighty, he's fallen off the face of the earth this year, which is horrible. Um, and my back four it would be solid in an actual team, but points wise, Van Arnold, Wambasaka, Digne have done fuck all for me. Thank God for. Wait, what, did you just team. say that four fullbacks would be solid in a real team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Van Arnold, Van Arnold. Well, yeah, I think I think you're right there. I, I always think Wambasaka. I always think Wambasaka uh, could could play centre back at three. In the three at the back, but I've got Lamptey. See, I, I think I think four foot seven Lamptey could play centre back as well. To be fair, <laughs> mate, he's classy. Probably. I, lo- no, I, lo- I love Lamptey. I mean, James Chest is about four foot seven. He played centre back for, oh, for about five. What years. a guy! Oh, don't talk don't to me. Shit. Don't love James. What a guy! Don't talk yeah, to me. Yeah, We're not accepting any James Chester slander here, Will. <laughs> well, you should watch him at Stoke City, mate. He absolutely deserves it. Uh, Wise right. man. Anyway, but yeah, no, John McGinn. Thank God had a good. No, John McGinn's been the surprise one for me. He's been quite good when he's not been injured. Uh, Jorginho's got me no points. But yeah, it, it just is what it is. Wiseman agree with that? Yeah, I mean, the name and the Tash are great. The defence and the bench, not so much. It's not looking too good down there. Um, obviously, McGinn and Tammy, that's <laughs> nice just from a personal point of view. Um, but no, I think we, I think that's going to pick up, actually. I think Ziyech, we're going to start to see the better of. Um Sterling's going to pick up at some point, isn't he? Let's be honest. Um, and Aaron Questwell is actually doing really well um, for West Ham this season. Um, he'll be picking up points. Um, I, Yeah, maybe there's a space for him in that back line. But yeah, there's things to like there for sure. 
Right, let's move on to the next team. And the next team is All or Knowings. Um, and Justin had a tough task. And he's yeah. done pretty well with it so far, Justin. Apart, I mean, let's we'll talk about Sheffield United defence in a second, but Justin, where, where, where do your strengths lie? Obviously, obviously one huge strength. My, 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 clearly it's Son and Kane, isn't it? For, for Spurs oh. who have been dynamite this season. Kane's turned into a prime Zidane at times but uh, as a playmaker and then Son's just been, you know, slotting in the uh, the sweaty passes from the byline. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's worked out really well for them too. But the rest of it isn't great. Bamford's been on ridiculously good form this season. No idea where that's come from because he generally didn't look like a player who could cut it at championship level last season. And I'm sure... James looks so confused. (laughs) (laughs) He's not having any of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure there'd be debate there. Um, But he can speak Latin. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but he's got an A-level in Latin. That's that's surely (laughs) worth an extra point. Um, Antonio as well surprised me. You know, he was a bit of a panic choice when when we were literally picking up the drabs at the end of the draft and he turned out to be a pretty good um, addition. But it's that back line that's let me down, I think. Yeah, I mean, no one could have foreseen that (laughs) at all to have four at the start Sheffield United defenders. One thing to notice, actually, Justin, I don't remember Son going on loan to the Championship unless he went to Wigan or something for a a few months. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was... I feel like like you need to sell him instantly. It was at Leverkusen for a bit, so it might have been a loan spell, probably to like Newcastle when they were in the. Yeah, yeah. The I'm pretty sure that ago. happened. <laughs> yeah. If not, I, I, I'll, I'll give him a good home. It's fine. I've probably got someone you can swap. I've for got. Him. I've got to have someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is fair. Um, you can't bully the bloke into putting championship players <laughs> into the team, then have a go at him when he's only got the one Premier League player. Yeah, yeah. that is that is very true. I, I, um, I think Justin's turned base metals into goals this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, look at some of the guys that he's yeah, done. Definitely. It's great, like, great it's, effort. It's like Steve Copley in 2007 when he took Reading to eighth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Wiseman, two obviously two obvious strengths and an obvious yeah. weakness. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an admirable effort to do that well with with that team. I mean, on the Sun to the Championship link, obviously he did play for Hamburg, who are now in the second division. So maybe that's the link to yeah, that's, maybe that's, stretch yeah. out the Championship to second division. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean Antonio and Bamford, who thought they were going to pick up the points at the start of the season that they've gone on to. Um, the back line is incredible. The dedication to that, I can only <laughs> admire. And I think that, again, if I'm, if I'm whacking out bonus points for names, then I think for just the dedication for Ender Stevens and Chris Basham, there definitely needs to be a point in there somewhere. Um, and Jack O'Connor on the bench as well. Wow. Um, exactly yeah, that is some effort. And uh, yeah, just, just purely on an, an admiration level, uh, liking what I'm seeing here. Um, we'll move on to the the feisty Badgers in third place um, 13 points a a lot of us including myself tipped uh, tipped you to win James this year and you're in a a fairly decent (laughs) position you're in a decent position Uh, strengths and weaknesses of your own team Um, strengths across the board basically Um, very few weaknesses Um, simple as that I I, I think I mean I I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make that start doing fantasy teams is that you you buy all the strikers in the world and you don't have a defence one thing I wanted to do was have the consistency throughout obviously Meslier is the uh, the finest uh, keeper in the league and uh, if I could have Bamford I would do because he is a class act too but yeah 
I, I felt Chelsea would probably have a better season, but Rodriguez, I, I snapped him up um, on the sly quite early on, and he's been very useful for me as well. But Jimenez Werner and uh, Mitrovic up front, if Fulham are ever going to score, there's probably a 90% chance it's going to be Mitrovic, so that's why he's in there. But there's a 10% chance of Fulham scoring. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> um, Dan, do you, uh, Wiseman, do you share James's optimism about his own team? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I can't I can imagine Mitrovic has got to be the only Fulham player that anyone selects for FPL. Apart um, from I, Luckman. Oh, after the... Uh, yeah, yeah not after the, the penalty, though. <laughs> um, it, um, strong bench, too. Um, Jimenez was one that, like... I don't know, I had him at the start of the season. I took him out of my own fantasy team. Like, he's, he's yet to start scoring and Werner was the same actually he took a little while to get going but it looks like he's going to do the business big time from now on so you can expect points there isn't it ludicrous how Aubameyang's considered a midfielder though just going to touch on that how you can play a midfield two of of Jared Bowen and Aubameyang (laughs) (laughs) he was was my first pick wasn't he in the draft because I just snapped him up so I just thought you know getting more points for scoring in midfield it just Mm -hmm. made sense to get uh, Bam Young yeah. in there, but you're right about Werner and Jimenez. Um, Jimenez is on extra training at the minute. I've got to get him back into scoring. <laughs> he, yeah. He's yeah. angling for a move to Berkey's Iceman. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's go to two teams that have had no trouble winning this season. Um, the future winners, Temptation Nyland, my own team. Uh, I mean, if I have to look at it, there is not one player who I would take out. I mean, they are just all winners. Aaron Tierney? Apart from a lot of them, I take out a lot of them still. So, and I also have tried, as you notice by my, as you, as you by my uh, six transactions. I thought Podence would be a great one, and it turns yeah. out he's he's fizzled. Uh, Williams had one good game in an Arsenal shirt. Tierney now plays as a centre back instead of a of a full back. What's going on there? Michael Keane. Why did I ever think that was a good idea? Um, but saving grace of Salah, Adams, Watkins, Rashford is still dangerous. Martial is he even playing? Is he on the pitch? I don't know. Uh, I think my one best pick has probably been Castagne and then he got injured. So I got about five players injured, Dan. Well, that is my issue at the minute and I need to work out how to change that. I've got two very good goalkeepers, um, but just, I think my team has has done well so far, but I don't see them continuing to do so well as it goes on, if it stays as they are. Wiseman, how how do you you think uh, my team looks? Yeah, I mean, the midfield and attack... Um, love it, love it. Ollie Watkins is an interesting pick for FPL because you've got a sort of subbing in for his tri weekly hat trick, um, <laughs> and that's a difficult thing to do to time that. Um, the, the bench is good. Um, Ross Barkley for Willian might look like a sub to be made. Um, I, I too shared the Podence optimism, he was in my team at the start of the season, but yeah, you're right, that's fizzled. Um, a couple of subs may be needed in, in the back line, but Dan, that's strong, mate. That's strong. Agreed. And another strong team, Salt and Vinagre, our very own Chris. 67 points last week. And Chris, talk us through your, your strengths. Yeah, so the strengths I see are my midfielder, uh, Fernandez and De Bruyne in particular. So both, both take penalties and play for teams that tend to score a few goals, mate. Zaha has helped out brilliantly. So I saw he was playing up front in, in what little preseason we had. So 
suck him in and he's he's been great and he, he's had taken a few penalties as well which has boosted his output which has worked pretty well uh Chilwell I've been delighted with him at the start of the season I got him he was injured and just waited for him to come good and then he's got me uh either a goal a clean sheet or an assist every match he's played since so he's been he's been fantastic I've eaten hum- humble pie on Mings who I thought <laughs> was a dreadful player who should be nowhere near in England uh, <laughs> Thank you. And then I saw he was doing well, so just immediately threw those opinions into the bin. <laughs> no, it was great. So, uh, so he's, he's, he's one of my better transfers in. Uh, and my, my Everton lads really carried me the first four weeks of the season until Richarlison uh, decided to kill people and got sent off. <laughs> uh, but he, he's back now, so uh, he'll be going back into the team in place of Chris Wood, who would have been probably the biggest weakness in my squad, to be honest. Um, apart from Pickford, who's also tried to kill people too many times, so he's yeah. on the bench. Um, <laughs> and, it, and his so tiny apart arms from the well. people who Attempted murder on other players who are uh, on the bench. The rest of them are they're doing great. Yeah. Do you know what? this team's better than I remembered. I, yeah, I feel same. like we gave you. I feel like we gave you a lot of stick during the draft. Yeah. This is actually <laughs> solid. Mar is Foden on the bench. Is well, a, I start. I started luxury. them, Josh, and they got auto subbed out because Pep didn't play them. But yeah, I tend to start them and then. Fortunately, they, they haven't come on for like one minute cameos. I've sort of stayed benched. And then I've had, I had a 15 pointer from Zahar off the bench one week, which is just lucky, to be honest. But th- that's what happens with City. Players. Oh, you don't Pro- say, Chris. Probably the week say. you're playing Morgan, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> you're damn right. Yeah, Wiser, what do you reckon of the team? Nice. Yeah, it's easy to see why this is top. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm I mean, done. Joint top. Let's, let's not. Well, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, that that midfield is like FPL dreamland, um, bar potentially the best player in the world, um, who you know <laughs> would obviously complete any fancy midfield. Um, I like the 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 sort of Brexit front two as well in Wood and Calvert Lewin. <laughs> although <laughs> I only haven't scored a goal since like the dawn of time. So yeah, maybe Chris Wood's got uh, time is done. There's a lot to like on the bench too, apart from Jordan Pickford. Um, yeah, I've got no beef with this team. Change um, your name to the Brexit front too. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. So, I mean, finally on this on this section before we before we go on to our next one about uh, the Premier League and the international break, um, I'm just going to go through everyone. We've made our predictions initially. We've we've gone through uh, uh, quite a few games now, and I want to know who we now think is going to win from here. So, Josh, who do you think? Who are your now predictions? I think Chris has got this. I, that team is... I'm so bloody jealous right now. It's just strength all over the pitch. And Fernandes and De Bruyne in midfield is... Yeah, that's going to take him to the title. Fair play. Morgan? Well, the thing is, if we're talking winning on points, I think it's going to be me. But <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's... But I don't, it's tough because, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm already nine points behind. That's, that's a lot of points to make up. Uh, I think it's Chris's to lose ultimately. Dan, you will tail off because of all your injuries. Obviously, yeah. Uh, but I think it's, it's going to be difficult because, you know, as, as, as it's portrayed in Dan's team, there's been so many injuries throughout the league. And, you know, it takes three injuries to you know to, to any of our players to I think really just dis- disrupt the flow of it um, so it'd be interesting to see if there's any good players who get subbed out due to injury that people can snap up if you know that they're, they're expected a speedy recovery or whatnot but no I if Chris loses this then it I mean I'm setting him up for a, a, a slippy <laughs> Gerard moment but I think it's Chris's to lose really 
I I think uh, Chris should change his name to Slippy Gerard as well. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Will. Um, my, my my heart says my, my heart says Justin. I, I would like Justin to win. <laughs> I like an underdog story. I'm trying to stand. I don't like your bullying t- tactic recently. <laughs> I think I think you've changed as a person. And if anything, we should we should lead a coup to sort of kick you off this podcast. <laughs> um, no, heart says Justin because love the underdog story. Head head says Chris because to be honest, at the top four, he's the only one who's been fucking humble. Yeah. The rest of you just been going, oh, my team's fantastic. Oh, my team's this way. You're not because you're not top. Nah. Uh, head says Chris. Heart says Justin. Uh, Justin. Yeah, I mean the amount of points Chris has accumulated is ridiculous, and he's he's getting points on like Dan. He's making it. He's making it work for him. He's um, not even mentioned it once, Dan. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, he's making it work and uh, going for his team. Very methodical. It's hard to see past that. Like I just I just looked at championship players, for example, whereas Chris was thinking about penalty takers. Yeah, <laughs> you were forced to do that though, mate. That's a good point as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I did say championship players, or you're not allowed on the podcast. That's what I said to fair. And uh, I took Ings off him as well, and Ings is in his name. Oh, yeah, no Ings as well. But yeah, no, oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That is karma from stealing one, the only player that Josh wanted. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, James. Um, I don't buy into all this humble stuff about giving other people big licks. Um, badges are going to win it. Bielsa's badges. And um, we play Chris next weekend and uh, going to take three That's points out of it. Uh, the top of the table is going to look a completely different thing in, in, in the coming two weeks. We're going to take uh, points off uh, off Will as well. So, um, as, as the most neutral here, with absolutely no chance whatsoever, I really want to see that. Really want to see a title race, proper title race. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, that, thank, thank you, thank you for that, Josh. But my biggest embarrassment of this season was drawing with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest. Actually, no, it was like simultaneously really infuriating because I've only beaten average, but also really enjoyable because I knew you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I've been harshly treated considering I'm joint top. But apart from that, I don't think I'm going to win either. I think I'm going to finish fourth. I think. Uh, Morgan's fucking loser's mentality is yeah, that. Yeah, no. I, 100%, 100%. I think I've been harshly treated, but yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I'm you're sure. all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish fourth because last week my defense all got one point each. I mean, I can't win with that, with that kind of nonsense. Um, I think Morgan's team are gonna finish second, but Chris comfortably is gonna win the league. Chris, do you agree? Well, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I can see. I can see. Yeah, Dan Long making a bit of a leap up the table with that. With that score. One thing I hadn't noticed there. We've we've, we've noticed. Uh, we've noticed Dan Morgan. Unfortunately, down in sixth for three hundred and ninety points. Will I have to credit your fifth mate with a mere two hundred? You're more thirty less than Josh, who has ten injured players, and Less still managed. I grew up on Tony Pulis shit. I was in football. <laughs> you, all, you all want to say Dean Wilder and all these like Tony Pulis was shit. I was in football. It's all about steak and the sizzle. Okay, I've done the steak properly, and I've got no sizzle essentially. Well, no, a dream come true to be honest. To make Will, you all look this bad. Will is the Steve Bruce of this league. It's twenty-seven percent possession, but gets one penalty and wins the game. Yeah. Absolute fraud. Yeah. So Absolute I'm fraud. I am Tony Watt versus Barcelona, one nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, Wiseman, who wins it? The only, the only voice. Um, average is playing for you, but who, who wins it? Well, 
I'm looking at my man Morgan down in sixth. And I'm looking at that. <laughs> I'm looking at that point, points total. And Villa are also sixth. And we're going to win the Premier League. So I think it's only right to say that Dan Morgan, therefore, is going to go. try for the Villa Villa podcast and uh, and take the title. We got to do it. It's got to be done. Burke is Iceman. We're winning this. <laughs> I mean, on that bombshell, it's time to end this section. And we're back next with the Premier League and international break. <laughs> Welcome back to the second part of the Sports Weekly podcast, where we are looking at the international break and the start to the crazy, crazy Premier League season. But let's start off with the fact that Scotland have qualified for their first tournament in 22 years. I mean, James, what a result for Scotland. I actually couldn't care less, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I come and commentate a little bit on various leagues around <laughs> around the country and I do a bit of SPL and I find it awful. The standard is terrible. <laughs> Scottish football, I mean, I, I think they're going to be quite embarrassed by the time they get into that tournament because it's going to be tough for them because it's actually, they're actually a very poor side. Do you not think, no, though, that they I will disagree have... With that. I, yeah, I disagree I, with that. I disagree with that massively. I think that their <laughs> doggedness, James, will be what gets them a bit like Northern Ireland, not uh, 2016, I think it was. Yeah. Um, well, both the Ireland teams have done that in, in big tournaments, haven't they, where they've uh, been greater than the sum of their parts and they've uh, um, got further in tournaments than they, they, they can. I mean, it's got a Scotland... They can do that. They've got a couple of decent players. But I, I think, I mean, it's going to be big for them, isn't it? Because mm. it's the first time, as you say, in 22 years, none of these players have ever been near a major tournament. Um, so this is this is big licks now. So going into that, it, it could go one or two ways. It could be like you said, and they actually sort of gal- it galvanises them to, to really try and get deep into the tournament. Or it could be too much for them all. And it could be, uh, as I said at the start of it, a little bit embarrassing. I maybe over-egged that a tad. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish Cricket Budget Podcast listeners are, are listening. But, um, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I think it might be tough for them. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree on the toughness. It will be tough. And I, I can see either, I can see a limited number of goals or nil-nil draws or scraping a 1-0 victory. But I think for them, just being there will be absolutely incredible. And, and Morgan... I know on the on the Villa Filler podcast you were listening to the uh, or look, watching sorry this Scotland game live. Um, I mean, what a moment when David Marshall saves that penalty from Alexander Mitrovic, who I imagine took that fifth penalty in order to be the hero, thinking he would get his yeah. side through, and was the complete antithesis of that. It's 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 kind of funny, you know, as as you alluded to, Dan and I were recording just because we didn't want it to be too late, and we wanted to we wanted to know that Scotland had either qualified or not. Obviously, for the purpose of the podcast, we were updating on how the Villa players had got on. Uh, you know, John McGinn wasn't involved in the penalty shootout. He was pulled off at around 70 minutes, I think. So, uh, you know, I'm fine with that as, as long as he stays fit. It's a big game for Scotland. and I mean, they lost to Slovakia today uh, in, in Nations League, I think. Um, but I think both teams are coming off the back of a three-day bender. Who is the less hungover still? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Scotland couldn't boogie today. But I mean, it's massive. And uh, I think it's probably a generational thing. But I, I don't really care about this rivalry with Scotland. Obviously, if we play them, I want to beat them. But I don't hate them as much as uh, as my dad says I should. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do at, at, at you know, Euro 2021. It's going to be a really interesting tournament. And... 
I think, you know, I, I love the scalps. I really do. Um, I'm part Irish. So when, you know, the Republic of Ireland did so well, and I think, was it Euro 2016? Um, uh, or, or maybe it was... Uh, no, I think uh, it was... Was that 12? 12, I think. 12, yeah. And and in the World Cup... Were they in the World Cup? Uh, I think now. A while ago. Let's put it that way. I, I feel like the last uh, time they in the World Cup yeah. was 2002. Not recently, I don't think. Not no, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a while. But I think, you know, when you when you see teams like that, in these kind of in, in these major tournaments, you know, despite the fact they should be our rivals, I actually I just I like to see it that you know they're punching above their weight. They get a, they're, they're, there's no real form of expectation, and it's 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 pure jubilation for the fans. And you know, it, it is really good to see if you're going to take the biases away from it. Uh, you know, so, so you know, if if yeah. Scotland can can maybe go on a bit of a run in the Euros, obviously not at the expense of, of England because of, we're in the same group as them, aren't we? We've yeah, we'll, quite, we'll be playing them at quite we'll a tough group at this moment in time. Yeah, uh, so hopefully okay. not at our expense, but you know, if if they can if they can maybe make it to the knockouts, uh, I think that'd be a huge achievement for Scotland. Mm. Dan. James, what are you going to say? I think I think the biggest thing for Scotland is their fans actually being there and not yeah. in COVID behind yeah. closed doors. It would be an absolute tragedy for, for Scottish fans after 22 years of waiting for, to not actually be able to go to games. I've been to a couple of uh, Scottish internationals when they played in Euro 96, went to a couple of the games there. And the game against um, Holland, or Netherlands as they call these days, in, in, the, in the pub prior to the... Uh, that, yeah, half of the pub was orange, half the pub was dark blue. The singing was huge. Their fans are massive. And if they can't get to the games, it'll be awful for them. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, as uh, as Dan alluded to there, Justin, Scotland are in our group. Scotland, uh, Croatia and Czech Republic. Not quite the group of death, but I'd say the second hardest group in there. What do you reckon? We're knocked out of that. We're going to be knocked out of that, aren't we? <laughs> James has just said we're not yeah. going to beat... Oh, James has just had a bad Scotland where that's the nail in the coffin. We are fucked. <laughs> yeah, what, what yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if, if Southgate gets over his uh, Grealish Mount thing... Because they can both play in the same team, and if he gets over Easily. that, um, then yeah, I think they'll, they'll fare, fare a lot better. But this this Scottish team against an England team, you know, you, the likes of Harry Kane, for example, should beat them. Same with the Czech Republic team. The Croatia one's a bit of a sticky point, but then again, they're having a bit of a generation transition where all say, they're they're all, all, they're all like eighty years old anyway right now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're all they're all getting on a bit now. But you know, we I think we sh- well no, we we beat them last year in the Nations League, didn't we? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sticky group. It's a sticky group, but one, I think, should be quite comfortable. I mean, Chris, the last time we played a home nations, I think, was in the 2016 Euros, played Wales in the group stages, managed to beat them 2-1 with a very, very late Daniel Sturridge goal. Um, can you see the same kind of thing against Scotland in the group stages? Or do you think it will be a much easier victory? Um, yeah, but no, I think it will be a similarly probably quite a tight attritional kind of match potentially uh, it'll probably depend on who gets whether England get an early goal or not uh, I think if we do then Scotland forced to attack maybe isn't their best game uh, and then uh, England can hit them with the good counter-attacking quick players that we have uh, but if it's nil-nil for going into half time it, it could be quite difficult like that Wales go- game uh, game proved to be um, yeah and Scotland the problem Scotland have I think is they have all their best players in one position with like Tierney and uh, Robertson, both we both sort of excellent left backs, but they're lacking in a lot of other areas, particularly uh, up front, I think. So, yeah, midfield's midfield's getting better, I think, with uh, with McGinn there and uh, and Ryan Fraser, who's a really good winger. But yeah, it's a bit they haven't got the strength in depth, but I don't think so. 
Um, I think England would win that would win that match, but I don't see it being a, a blowout. I think it might be two 0 or three one or something like that. No, I mean um, Josh. Most recently, England's three 0 victory against Ireland highlighted our strengthening depth in attacking options. Um, do you think that they are being utilised correctly? Let me put it that way, Josh, because even against Ireland, we seem to have a back five for a, quite a large period of the game where Saka and Rhys James were dropping back into a defence rather than pushing forward into a midfield. I would agree. I think when they got forward, we looked at our strongest. Saka was putting great balls into the box, James the other side. Um, Saka wins the penalty when he pushes forward. I think you, they could commit far more far forward given the kind of quality of the opposition I would say I think Grealish he's he's amazing on the left I think he could play further back and more of a playmaker role I I just we've just got such strength in attack you know without Sterling playing without you know without um McCain in the stands I I just I don't know how to be honest you accommodate all that attacking talent in one team I it's it's I find it challenge I'd find it challenging you know, as Southgate is, but I definitely think the fullbacks can push further forward. I think that's kind of the Premier League sort of standard these days is is kind of having those, and we've got the players to do it now. So yeah, yeah. Do you think will that? Because there has been a bit of criticism aimed Southgate's way um, by pundits in the media, by fans on Twitter. Um, do you think that's warranted? Or do you think uh, there should still be some goodwill or lots of goodwill from look, his incredible so, run? Southgate's got credit in the bank because we've gone from drawing 0-0 with Algeria and smashing teams like Panama and actual, you know, where it sort of matters. He's still got a lot of credit in the bank for getting to a semi-final. Yes, the obvious argument is we did, the only good teams we faced, like Belgium and Croatia, we did eventually lose against. But people have forgotten where we've actually come from. As I say, the, we, went, we had a massive podcast. We went through all the bad results that we used to have and it's so <laughs> And as I say, the reason why we're actually giving criticism because there's now uh, there was positive attention on the England side, and what do English people and English journalists are doing the most? Fucking criticizing wherever they can. The issue is just coming out with little cracks. You know, the whole sort of Maguire Greenwood issue at the start of the year. Now this whole Mountain versus Grealish whole conspiracy, which I don't think Southgate has ever ever preferred one over the other and I'm being truthfully honestly with that Mountain Greenwood can play in the same team they don't play in the same fucking position it's just all been concocted it really pisses me off um, could, could he have not come out and said that because I've never he, heard him he actually did, say he did the other night he said yeah, if I say yeah, yeah before Late, that though, though, isn't it? could he have but not why should, come out why, why should he have to if people are just making memes about him well no what I'm saying is if he'd have just come out and said <laughs> they're not in competition they can both play on the same pitch so then that would have time, been in the end of Every it. time someone does something, a meme about Gareth Southgate on... No, but uh, the... But the press... Make a comment back. No, but the press were asking about it. That's what I mean. The press were were kind of highlighting why isn't Grealish playing, why is Mount playing, that kind of thing. That's the thing. They, they Yeah, but that's the press's questions. If he, he doesn't need to answer a question, which doesn't really warrant an answer, they can play. If any sort of, not you know, someone who actually watches football knows that Mount and Grealish can play in the same team, and that's never been an issue. That's all I've got to say on that point anyway. But in regards to the cup that we're going towards now, we need to realise we're not in the top five best teams in the world. We're still going to come up against struggles against teams like a Colombia, South American side, or maybe a decent African side, or maybe, you know, an East, like a a hell of Serbia. We could come troubles against them if they were on, you know, on form that day. We sort of need to remember our place in the world. We're not the best team. 
in the world. We're not even close to being the best team in the world. Remember where we are and be thankful that we're in this position that's at least positive going into a, a, a major tournament. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, Wiseman, um, Will was saying there about not being the best team in the world. I obviously have to agree. Is, is it defensively where England lack the strength and depth? Well, I think the problem is with, with England is I, I don't think it's necessarily not lacking the strength in depth, but lacking the consistency. Because if I put it to you guys, and we're like, right, you know, France's back line has been like Lurie and goal, Hernandez, Kimpembe, Varane, Pavard since the World Cup. That's now done. Italy, the heart of that has been Benucci and Chiellini since the dawn of time. <laughs> no, Ger- Germany, it's been Neuer and goal, Boateng and Sulu and still is. But with England, is is that every time we go into a, a game, there's a different goalkeeper, there's a different back two. Sometimes it's a back four, sometimes it's a back five. And I think ultimately, if, you, if you're going to plan for any long-term success in the future, it has to start with a consistent defence. And I think that transfers from, from club to international level. Admittedly, I, I don't think we're as gifted with um, the sort of defensive talents as, as we are going forward. Definitely not. But I think when it's nailed down and we have a good sense of exactly who's going to start in which position, who's our best goalkeeper, because we, we still don't really like looking like Nick Pope might be our best goalkeeper and, and can you really achieve like I love Nick Pope just as much as anyone but has he got that elite level mindset to go to a Euros come up in big moments for England big saves potentially penalty shootouts um, and stuff like that having having played for a Burnley side who are in the relegation zone uh, there's a lot of questions around that back line and I think most of them linger on consistency mm. uh, James let's let's look at some of the players then that are trying to force their way into the international side. And I want to know how you think they can potentially, with their pathway in there. Of course, we've got some brilliant performers so far this season. We've got Grealish, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Reese James, um, Mason Mount, who who, um, Southgate clearly likes and, and is a very good player. We've had, obviously, Patrick Bamford, who's had a great start to the season. We've had Ollie Watkins, who's had a great start to the season. Ross Barkley, who's had a great start to the season. Uh, Danny Ings, all of these kind of players who, and all further up the pitch, we've had a really good start to the season. How do they, some of those players, get in, do you think? As much as I am myopically leads, I don't think Patrick Bamford should be anywhere near that England side at the moment. He, you know, you, you come into the, the start of a, a new Premier League campaign, you score a few goals in the first few matches, that doesn't make you an England player. You mm. need to sustain that over a period. Um, so I think there's a few of the names you mentioned that shouldn't be even in the conversation. Um, I think players like Reese James, um, Jack Grealish, I think, has, has done himself no harm at all over the last uh, year or two. Um, I, I think they certainly should be in the mix. But I mean, going back to Will's point about where England are in the pecking order, We've got the best, best league, one of the best leagues in the, in the world. I know a lot of that is with foreign players in, involved in it. But England should be in the top 10 in the world, at least. And that's, where, that's, the, that's what we expect as Englishmen, I think. And um, I think the, the job of, of uh, Southgate isn't to win every single game in between major tournaments. The job of Southgate is to be respectable, put on good shows, try out some of these names that you're talking about. And then by the time you get to a, in, into the run-up to a major tournament, to the Euros and to the World Cups um, every two years, that is where you then sort of focus it all down to a 15 and an 11. And then that's where you're judged. You don't judge Southgate on what he's doing at the moment. You judge Southgate on what he does in major tournaments. And that, that you know, when, when, once we get to the Euros and once we get to the World Cup two years later, 
if he fails in that, then he's he's gone, isn't he? If yeah. he succeeds in that, then he's a hero. Yeah, that's very as true. Simple as that. That's the that's the England manager's job in a, in a nutshell. Mm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Justin, we'll end this section by putting you on the spot, if that's okay. Um, yeah. I would love to know. As of now, this moment right now, what would be your starting lineup on the first game of the Euros uh, next summer? I mean, Dan Wiseman spoke about consistency and I think he's right. So going with Pickford and Gold would be a starter. And again, Kyle Walker for me has probably been the standout right back this season, arguably, especially in, uh, for England. And then consistency again, going with Harry Maguire, um, uh, Tyron Mings as well. Uh, personally, I'd go with a three at the back. I think I think that you know there's a lot of weaknesses in Harry Maguire, Tyron Mings, for example, and having someone like you know Dyer alongside him, for example, would be a good a good option. And Saka probably at left wing back because for some reason we go from having so many wing backs to having almost zero <laughs> at left back, which is just bizarre. Um, and then you, you, I chuck in Jordan Henderson. I think he he has to be in there. Um, and the rest really is up for grabs other than Harry Kane because Sterling's been inconsistent this season, this season for City. Sancho's starting to dwindle a bit for Dortmund as well. Grealish, <laughs> Grealish really is the only one that's been consistently in form. Um, and he isn't really going to get a look in under Southgate, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I, it's easier to predict the back line than it is to predict the forward line just because of how much talent there is um, in, the fi- in the final third. Yeah, I mean... You just said he's not going to get looking, Justin, but he starts tonight. <laughs> starts tonight against Fair Belgium. Um, the I completely agree with your most of your backline <laughs> there. I would start Chilwell at left back. I'd say. I completely forgot about Chilwell. Yes, <laughs> I would. I would start Chilwell. That's harsh. I, think, he's, uh, he's... I did put you on the spot. I I, I, I apologised. I did put you on the spot. Um, if you want to talk about Brexit, Diamonds and Maguire at the back. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have I, Cody in a, Cody had a diet and uh, Gomez for Mings, I think. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Justin, that you have to go. We're going into a tournament now. You can't now be picking and choosing. We have to go with a, a side. And as you said, Wiseman, as well, we've got to go with a side that is consistent because all other nations have got a consistent side. And we seem to be one that chops and changes all over the place. So I think we have to go for Pickford. We have to go for Maguire. We have to go for Henderson. We have to go for Kane. And then we can build that the rest of the team around that kind of spine of consistency and then see where we get from from there. Um, Anyway, let's leave the international scene and let's go to the Premier League scene. And Josh, I'm going to come to you first because your team is top of the ruddy Premier League. And um, I don't want to ask you about it really because I know what Leicester fans are like for talking about uh, their team being top of the league. But... um, how the Lula fans have been going on about hey, you, you shut, this fucking you podcast? You shut your face. What <laughs> <laughs> a Grealish chat. Great. And there's been no Vardy chat. Well, so well if, you, if you want to talk anything about Aston Villa fans, just mention 1982 and they'll they'll have your ear off about <coughs> the, the, the European Cup final. Anyway, um, uh, Josh, Leicester, top of the league. What a time to be alive. Uh, it's just, from my FPL woes, I just need to look at the Premier League and just feel a lot better. <laughs> it's been, yeah. It's been, it's been great. I was I was quite concerned at the beginning of the season because I thought last season was so amazing. There's no way we're going to come even close, um, especially with that dip we had at the end and losing the Champions League place. But the strength and depth has been amazing. Uh, like, indeed, he's been injured for ages. Mendy comes in. Castagna gets injured. Justin comes in. It's just all over the pitch, this, this kind of strength and depth, which I honestly, as a Leicester fan, did not think we had. 
And I still have grave concerns when Vardy's injured because I don't think Iheanacho is uh, anywhere near the finisher that Vardy is. But there's all over the pitch, kind of, if Barnes gets injured, the new signing Under looks really good as well. I'm, I'm chuffed, so chuffed. And just behind you, Josh, uh, with your very decent team, uh, Chris, we have Tottenham and Liverpool both on, both on 17 points. Do you think, Chris, that Tottenham genuinely could win the Premier League this season, especially with a front three? And I know Bale's not hit the ground running, but with a front three of Bale, Kane and Son, as good potentially as any in the world, right? Yeah, I've been uh, really impressed with Tottenham this year. Uh, I think going into the season, there were still quite a few question marks over them because uh, last season they were very inconsistent. They seemed to have runs of being very good and then seemed to defend. And then there were periods where they struggled for goals. Uh, but then other times where, they, where it came together and they got some big results last year. Uh, I remember them beating Man City, uh, which was a particularly good good result for them. So, yeah, a bit on them going into the season. But the Kane and Son partnership is really what's the, the main driving factor, I think, uh, that's impressed me the most about them. Um, as James said earlier, Kane dropping deeper and uh, threading those ball through, balls through for Son has worked when counter-attacking teams and has really uh, torn a couple of sides apart. But what's really impressed me recently is how they've come up against sort of packed defences in Burnley and West Brom, who don't have the best quality, but they're really difficult to play against and really difficult to break down. And although they've sort of laboured at times, they have still found a way to win, which is obviously what teams need to do if they want to uh, have a title charge. So, yeah, I think... It's looking pretty good at the moment. Uh, they have thrown some points away, like drawing with uh, West Ham in that incredible match and with Newcastle as well. Um, but they're starting to show a bit better game management in the most recent games with those wins I just mentioned. So um, they're about to embark on a really tough fixture run. So I think this will really be the making of them. If they lose a lot of these games, I think the best they can hope for is a Champions League spot. If they come through it still there or thereabouts with a lot easier games to come, then I think they can uh, continue their title battle. And it's so open at the moment that I think I don't think the league's going to be won with 100 points or 95 points like it has the last few years. I think it's going to be more in low 90s, maybe even in the 80s. So I think more teams will stay in this title battle for longer, I think. So I think that's going to keep it interesting and open all the way for, for quite a few sides. It's a surprise package in the in the title run currently, Will. Southampton, not falling away. Uh, have topped the league very recently. Two wins on the bounce. Um, should have been much more comfortable against Villa, but ended up 4-3. Um, they look at a really decent side. And James Ward-Prowse has stepped up to the mark in terms of, of output. Danny Ings, if any, if your team's got Danny Ings, they're always dangerous. I mean, what, what a good team they've been so far this season. Well, yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to go into the whole sort of last season, that one result that everyone keeps talking well. They say everyone keeps talking about it, but no one's really talking about it anymore. Hassan Hutel and himself, I don't think they really should be a massive surprise after the sort of trajectory he took RB Leipzig uh, before he came to Southampton. He created an absolutely wonderful team there. He's created a... I don't know, he's gone back to... I don't know how to... Because you usually would describe a German manager taking you back to basics and doing the basics properly. He's made a solid 4-4-2 team with an incredible spine. I think the likes of Yannick Vestergaard and also Romeo needs to be mentioned as well in regards to the defensive duties. They become a lot more solid at the back. Um, and I would say that I was speaking to someone the other day who said, oh, 
it's it's just constantly James Ward Kraus, uh, crossing the ball in for like a Danning's finish. It's it's not they've got one of the lowest cross per games percentages out of all the teams in the Premier League. I don't think they're even in the top ten, and they don't actually cross that much. Gineppo and Armstrong are actually cutting in and making these key passes for Che Adams and for Danning's to actually come in. And when you've got a a key passer of the ball like James Ward-Prowse, you're always going to be, as a striker, looking for the one-tap finishes or looking for the balls to run on, which Sheldon's and Danny Ings have both done, you know, with absolute pleasure this season. Also, something needs to be mentioned about them. They're absolutely clinical. So if you look at shots per game as well, once again, they're not even in the top 10, but they just take the chances that they are given. And that's due to both wingers. And I just need to say as well, Armstrong's having a great season doing this. Snap and Armstrong, Armstrong cutting in getting the key passes in with James Ward-Prowse as well, with Dannings and Chairdoms to, to finish off, and goals from the midfield as well, which is helping. But yeah, the back forward needs to be mentioned. McCarthy, it's a shame that he's obviously basically the fourth or fifth best English keeper, maybe fifth or sixth, because he is absolutely solid on his day. Um, but yeah, no, clinical, great passing team, solid going from the back to the front. Um, it may not be that big of a surprise, if a Hassanotal team maybe get to a Europa place this season, maybe top seven, top eight finish. Mm. But yeah, no, it's a lovely little surprise package. And if you watch him play football, it, it, it's fun to watch. It's great to watch. Yeah. Another surprise package, uh, Morgan and Wiseman, our very own Aston Villa. Um, Morgan, we've been just incredible at times. I mean, completely unincredible um, in, in two recent games and then back to our incredible selves against Arsenal. I mean, what, what did you make of that performance? It was really impressive and it was the response that we needed because the, uh, you know, a combined 90 minutes uh, with the second half of Leeds and the first half of, of Southampton is some of the worst football we've seen, arguably, in years from Villa. There was, you know, there was no uh, clear, you know, plan that the midfield went missing and you know it's really important when when you've got players as creative as Barkley as Grealish as Trezeguet uh to to be able to you know make that link between the defense and the attack uh, I, re- I felt really sorry for Ali Watkins in that game but Arsenal was the perfect response we managed to carry that momentum from the second half against Southampton that that, that we did bring and uh, it, it was just it was a really impressive performance set that set the tone straight away with that goal from McGinn that was disallowed, which is so unfortunate. And that was complete rubbish. Um, but I won't go into that. We, I just, I think, and the more I think about this, the more I see Villa and, you know, I've, I, well, I said, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate enough to, to go to Villa Park for the Leeds game. Uh, and Villa play so much better without a crowd. Yeah. They really do. And, it pains me to say it because I want to be there, but I know I'll be there and I'll want to, you know, wring Matt Target's neck in uh, at times. And it, it, at times uh, we can be our own worst enemies. So I think we benefit from uh, being in this COVID world. But then again, I think, I think we're now fully with Dean, Dean Ball is active. It's live and we're seeing the best of, of what Dean Smith can do, especially he's, he's had, you know, a few transfer windows. Now he's finally, been promised the players that I think he wanted last season and needed last season. You know, you just see the signing of Watkins, Barkley, how rejuvenated our attack now looks. Um, You know, we had to rely on Grealish so much uh, beforehand. So to now have a much more dynamic looking Villa that can go to the place like in Emirates and play Arsenal off the park, it's really good. And I know, I know Wiseman, you'll agree with me on that. 
Yeah, I mean, um, as Morgan said there, Wiseman, um, the the signing of McGinn, uh, McGinn, the signing of Barkley, sorry, to to partner McGinn and Louise in midfield, the contract of Grealish to to secure him to Villa for another five years, the signing of a striker that actually scored goals in the league that we bought him from, um, which is incredible. If you buy a striker that's scored goals previously, he might actually score a few goals. Um, do you think that we're in such a good position now to to keep on pushing forwards? I mean, three points off the top with a game in hand. Yeah, I mean, look, it, all things considered, I, I don't really think we can have any complaints. I think given how, like the last three seasons, our Premier League status has come down to the last game of the season. And I was really happy before the season for like a 12th, 13th, 14th place finish. Like I would have snapped your arm up. Everything all said and done by April. No dramas in May. We just sort of plateau out. Thank you very much. And we can kick on from there. But again, Villa have just liked to put my heart through that mill of thinking, well, could we, what's going to be? I think we will drop off, but the, the recruitment has been so essential to us getting this far so early. Um, uh, Barkley's just been amazing. I think we, Ollie Watkins has been a really interesting one, Dan. And I, I don't think like you'll be too dissimilar, whereby he'll just explode in one game, like the Liverpool game. You're like, oh my God, we've, we've signed an absolute world beater. And then for the Leeds game, he just goes miss, like completely missing for 90 minutes. And then, the Southampton game, he comes back. Like He wasn't great in that game either, but scored that penalty. And then against Arsenal, he just comes back. And so if he can get that consistency, and look, I don't hold it against him. He's taken to this league really well at points. And I, I think he will he will manage to find a sort of constant rate to perform at. Um, and, and once he can get that, I think there's there's a lot to be excited about. And, and when you consider that we've got Bertrand Traore, who we've just picked up from Leon to come back, and we've got to see what he's about. Um uh, again, like you, you can't help but, but feel excited by this. And uh, I think a lot of that is, is down to the recruitment, which was so poor. Uh, and I think the new sporting director getting rid of the old one has, has, has been a big part of that. And you can only feel optimism for this Villa side. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, James, let's look at, look at Leeds. Dan mentioned it there um, about... Hoping for anything away from the relegation zone, really. And and yes, we've surpassed those expectations. But I know last season I was hoping for 17th was the perfect season and, and, and it just so happened. Is that exactly the same as where Leeds fans are, are hoping for this season? Um, well, I am. But I, yeah. I look on the Leeds message boards and what have you. And after a couple of the recent defeats, which, yeah, fair enough, the defence didn't um, really... Um, cover itself in glory I mean I, I don't know what people expect you come up from the, the championship and you get into the Premier League which is a massive step up you're not going to suddenly win the league um, and not unless you get somebody coming in and spending £400 million pounds on players and Leeds, Leeds haven't got that so you know 17th or higher is, is success and I, I, I do think I mean the, the, the Premier League looks really strange at the moment and <laughs> um, it's you know there, there are I mean without being rude Villa aren't going to stay six, but um, Man City will get higher. There will be things that change. But um, I think the the fact that we're in COVID-19 behind closed doors as well as making, is making is a big leveller. Um, I mean, Leeds United, I think, if they're at Ellen Road with a full house, all singing, marching on together and getting behind the side, it would be, Leeds' home record would be better than it is now. Um, and they're, they're missing that. And that's one of the reasons they got promoted because that home home advantage was a huge thing. And there's a, I mean, yeah, a lot of sides can say that. A Villa Park, the home faithful, cheering Villa on at home would be a, a big thing for them. So I think that that does give away uh, away teams a big um, advantage. And we've seen that with Leicester City. Um, they've, they've got a really good away record um, because they've gone away without fear because there's nobody there to kind of jeer them when they don't make a mistake. And 
So I think I think the Premier League is a little bit uh, a little bit weird after sort of seven or eight games at the moment. I think Sheffield United they're going to struggle this year. You look at Burnley, West Brom, Fulham. Um, I think Brighton might have too much, but I think you know Leeds, Leeds, Brighton. But they're probably going to be the teams that finish just above the relegation zone. Um, I mean, you, you look at just the, the, the one place above Leeds, you know, albeit having played a game less, Manchester United. Yeah. And if you'd offered that to Leeds fans at the start of the season, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that you'd been contentious with Manchester United, they'd have snapped your hands off. And I think Ollie might be struggling to stay in a job for it for much too longer. But I think Bielsa is a clever manager. Um, a lot of teams fear him. I'm very happy with the way football that they're playing. You know, they've kept the same style of football and they're mm. still going at teams regardless of the fact that it's in the Premier League. And they should be more frightened because it's better quality opposition. But you know, given Man City a game, given Liverpool a game, and uh, you know, I think uh, no side's going to take leads on this season and be you know, can afford to be complacent, no. which, is, which is a good I mean, thing. I'm, Leeds made Villa look very poor and because they were so good against us and we were in turn so bad. Um, J- James mentioned it there, Justin. Strange Premier League season after eight games where the team in 15th, Leeds, are already seven, t- seven points ahead of the team in 18th, uh, West Brom. I mean, what it already looks like certain teams are cut adrift. Uh, Sheffield United on one point, Burnley on two. Uh, West Brom on three points, none of whom have, have got a win this season yet. Are you? Would you be worried if you were one of those teams, especially a team like Burnley with such a good manager in charge, but not given any funds to to spend on any players? Yeah, no, I'd certainly be worried. Again, going to Sheffield United, I said to one of our friends, um, they're not going to stay up this season. I don't think they've got enough. I think last season was just a, a flash in the pan for them. Bit contradictory because I chose the whole defence for, <laughs> for fantasy football, but you know I thought I thought they'd fare a lot better, and it's the same with Burnley. I think Burnley have been on a decline for a number of years. They're sort of relying massively on percentage football essentially um, with with Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, and when those two aren't really firing, then they're not they're, they're not going to do they're not going to do much. And West Brom, I think Billich has just had his hands tied behind his back with the with the transfers. Um, they were sort of gambling last season and they've not really gambled again this season and it's and it's harming them they, they've only scored six goals this season which compared to last season was a, is a far cry they're, they're not as they're not anywhere near as good as they were last season and Fulham Fulham are doing a Fulham again aren't they you know they, they've they've recruited they've panic recruited again which I feel just upset and they're still playing Tim Remus at the half <laughs> he was he was he was terrible in the championship last season and yeah, wasn't, he, but wasn't he in the Premier League with Bolton like five years ago? And there's a reason that he is not in, like shouldn't yeah. be in the Premier League again. He's, he's been relegated a lot, um, which <laughs> as, a, as a defender, there's 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 red flags there. Um, but for me, there's a clear quality between these teams. And you look at the likes of Leeds. I think Brighton again are probably in a bit of a false position because they've got a good side. They just they just started really slowly and did the same thing last season. Um, but there's a clear difference in quality. Again, you mentioned the points gap between Leeds and, and West Brom, which is seven points. That's the gap in quality. There's, you know, a lot of games we played. We're almost a quarter through the season. But for me, those three teams in the well, those four teams now um, in the bottom four, it will be those teams come the end of the season, whatever order they're going to be in. Well, that links nicely to the very, very last part um, of of this section. I'm going to go around everybody. I just want the team name for each thing I ask for. So I'm going to go first. Winner, Tottenham. I'm going for it. Okay. Uh, and relegated, 
Burnley, Sheffield United, West Brom. Uh, the three teams currently there. Uh, Josh, I'll start with you. Just the team names, please. Winner. Leicester. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, relegated. Um, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United. Nice. Uh, James, winner. Liverpool. Okay. Uh, relegated. West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield United. Nice. Uh, Will, winner. Uh, Liverpool. Relegated. Uh, Burnley, West Brom, Fulham. Justin, winner. Spurs. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, relegated. <laughs> uh, West Brom, Fulham, Sheffield United. Morgan, winner. Tottenham. Did you say Fulham or Tottenham? Tottenham. Tottenham. Fulham. That is a, that is a cool <laughs> uh, uh, Tottenham winner. Uh, relegated. Uh, it's got to be West Brom, Sheffield United, and Burnley. I think. Okay. Uh, Wiseman winner. Liverpool. Relegated. West Brom, Burnley, and Fulham. And Chris winner. Hey, I'm going to go with Liverpool as well. I think they've got to know how. Relegated? Uh, yeah, West Brom, Sheffield United and Fulham. I think Burnley have got... I shall find a way. Just, yeah. just. Yeah. Chris I forgot about Fulham. I, can't, yeah. I forgot about Fulham. They're already a championship side in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Relegated um, for... Yeah, we'll just go with Fulham this season. It's fine. Uh, so, fellas, that just leaves me to say thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. Uh, James, where can people catch the Cricket Badger podcast? Um, follow me at cricket underscore badger on Twitter and just put Cricket Badger podcast into Google. You'll find it. It is a very popular podcast. I've seen seen the rankings lists and you're up there every week. Well, I've been very busy. IPL, last two months, I've done a daily one, so I'm exhausted. <laughs> so goodbye. <laughs> goodbye and good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, where can people catch the Second Tier podcast? Yep, all available platforms at uh, the Second Tier pod. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Got a couple of interviews with Brian Howard and Roman Vine that people should check out as well, which oh, will be quite popular. Yeah. Incredible. Oh. <laughs> um, what I will say, Justin, the amount of fans who, who comment on Twitter, like, oh, thanks for the 10 seconds of Luton. Like, as if you can cover 24 teams like properly. In, 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 uh, it, it, depends, it depends how boring your game is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's your message, Luton fans. Do better in games and get more. Um, thanks, Justin. Uh, Dan and Dan, Morgan and Wiseman. Uh, I don't mind who goes. You choose between you. Where can people catch the Villa Villa podcast? Tell them, Dan. <laughs> uh, so we're the Villa Filler podcast. We're available, unfortunately for you, like literally everywhere at the Villa Filler. Um, the the Twitter page is is heart of the whole. You, it's at Dan Morgish thirty four. That's the one. How's that for knowledge? And uh, I'm Wiseman Football, but without any of the vowels in football, so it's just FTBL. Um, thanks for having us on, Dan. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you all for coming on. You will all be back. You will all return, especially at the end of uh, the season when we give out the end of season awards uh, for the FBL draft. I can't wait for that one. Uh, I'm, ga- I'm actually going to make e-certificates and send them to you for, for the different <laughs> awards. Um, this is better than the Dundies. Honestly, it's great. Um, <laughs> I think I'm busy that week. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all so much for joining us. Um, next up for us four is the quiz. So welcome back to the final part of today's episode, the sports quiz. Um, and it's a bit quieter. There's only four of us, the four hosts back together again, living the dream. 
and it's Chris's turn this week. So, Dr. Chris, over to you. Okay, right. So I've got uh, five rounds, uh, a question to each of you, uh, and each round is uh, is themed. So I'm going to uh, yeah launch into the first round, which is all about the FA Cup. So um, my first question, question one, I'll go to you, Josh. Uh, um, the question is, eighth-tier Marine uh, stunned Colchester United to reach the FA Cup second round uh, last, last weekend, uh, but where are Marine based? Uh, by the sea. Uh, <laughs> <Marine Pacific. laughs> uh, uh, Devon. It's unfortunately not. It is Crosby, uh, which is Merseyside, Liverpool. Okay. So uh, oh. now you know. Uh, next, I will come to Dan. Question cool. two. Yeah. Which former in- England international's brother scored from? within his own half for Stockport County last weekend. Oh, I remember the goal as well. It's a former. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, it was such a good goal. It was amazing. Oh, and I don't think I'm going to get it. Um, I'm just going to go Wayne Rooney. You've got it. It is Wayne Rooney. Outrageous. He's pulled that out of the bag. Nice. <laughs> well played, yeah. Yeah, his brother scored from his own half. Last I, was try- I was trying to think how many brothers. So, question there. three, it's to you, Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last Sunday, Crawley Town beat Torquay 6-5 after extra time. But how many of the 11 goals in the match were scored after the game ticked over to the 90th minute? Oh my God. Uh, oh, I was just hoping you were going to ask me what the score was going to be. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I am going to say, I'm going to say, what, so 6-5, that's 11 goals. So yeah. they must have been drawing. I'm going to say three goals. After the 90th After the minute. minute, yeah. It was incredibly, it was uh, eight what? That's <laughs> absolutely mad. Oh, that's oh my days. Well, I should have said two one going into uh, the last minute, and then no, there was a head in, there was a head injury to the, one of the goalkeepers. It cried yeah. lengthy treatment, um, so we had to go on. So injury time was added on. There was goals in the 90th minute plus 14, 90th minute plus 18, and 90th minute plus 21, uh, which took it to three all. We then went into actual extra time, so obviously the clock reset back to ninety, and then there were uh, another another set of goals to take us up to six five in extra time. So incredibly incredible eight afterwards. So uh, points to Dan in that round. Um, round two. This this might this might test you. Um, we're on to the world of cycling. <laughs> How are you on that, lad? Uh, Brilliant. Uh, you really that, good. That's Alan Really good. Bad. I like that one. I like that one. I'll launch into it then. Uh, Josh, same order. Um, so Primoz Roglic uh, last week won to Espana, which is the third cycling Grand Tour of the year. But in which sport was he a junior world champion? Cycling. What's that transferable skill? Um, I'm going to go rowing. You sit down. Good guess. But it was, incredibly, it was uh, ski jumping. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gonna go but for it, some 
similar. One on land, one on water. <laughs> I like the way you went there. <laughs> so, hey Dan, I'll come to you for the next one again. Um, the Tour de France announced its 2021 route this week, uh, but which French city will host the Grand Depart? I um, the start of the race. If you um, don't know, guess a French city. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go... Oh, this would be really awkward when I don't get a French city right. I'm going to go for Lyon. Good guess, but uh, it's Brest. Ah, great name. <laughs> I think it's starting at the Brest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, won't you wait? Um, the country. Um, Is it Latour? <laughs> absolute pervert. <laughs> So question three is to you, Will. Um, which British rider won the Giro d'Italia, which was the second Grand Tour of the this year? Giro Giro d'Italia. Yeah, yeah. The Grand Tour of Italy, as it's uh, translated. Um, um, English rider. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I've got British written down there, but I think he is English. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, I know one of the now I know one of the riders bought a car with the prize money, and his second name was ah. Oh, it's something. It's T something Heart. And that I'm going to say that's the only I can say T something Heart. Yeah, I'll I'll accept that because. I mean, really, you got the surname absolutely spot on. It is Hart, and it's T or T Gonagagan Hart is his, his middle. Right, okay. I, I only I only know that from like a I only know that from like a positive story I've read this week. One of those yeah. feel good moments. Yeah, Sound. yeah. Okay, happy with that then. Yeah, happy. Yeah, happy with that. That's that's definitely point to will on that one. So, uh, yeah, round three, uh, maybe into the slightly more familiar territories of rugby union. Um, so I'll come to you first again, Josh. Uh, the Autumn Nations Cup uh, commenced last weekend, uh, contested by the countries contesting the six nations plus two other nations. So, uh, Josh, could you name me one of these uh, other nations which has been invited to compete? I'd say Georgia. That's correct. Point to you there. Uh, Dan, could you name the other one? <laughs> Love that. Uh... Um, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I was gonna go. I was gonna go for Argentina, but actually, I think they beat the All Blacks very recently, so I don't think they're part of it. Um, surely it's got to be a, a European one. Oh, I, I don't. I've got no idea. Pressure for an answer, Dan. Water. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know a country to say that plays. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I know it's not European. I'm going to go Fiji. I know it's not European. We did. Yes, he's got it right. It is, is it? Fiji. No way. Absolutely ah! outrageous. Spot on. Yes. Spot on. That's amazing. I can't believe that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had their first I can't believe game it postponed with France, didn't they, this week? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Will for 
the, the third question this round. Uh, which country was supposed to take part, uh, but was replaced by Fiji after travel restrictions were imposed? Oh, you wanker. Um, <laughs> oh, right. So, oh, uh, Spain. Uh, it's not, unfortunately. Oh, it's, got it. It's Japan. Oh, mad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah sound. That's yeah. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, in that round, yeah, incredibly, well, not incredibly, Josh got his point uh, in a fairly. <laughs> it's quite incredible. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Slightly incredibly. Dan really incredibly got his. So, uh, uh, you two take two points so far. Uh, we'll still on one. Uh, round four is on motorsport. So, oh, this then. First one. <laughs> I think I've got my answer already, Chris. I've which uh, which, <laughs> which uh, UK circuit will host the final round of the British Touring Car Championship today, in fact? Oh, okay. Um, Silverstone. I'll go. I thought you'd go for that. It's not. <laughs> it's Brands Hatch down in there, down in Kent. Okay. Um, uh, Dan, uh, which is the only Formula One team without a point this season? Um, oh, that's a good question. I would go for... Uh, I feel like... I feel like Alfa Romeo have got a team this year. So I'm going to go... Oh, I bet they haven't, and that's going to be really embarrassing. So I'm going to go for Alfa Romeo. <laughs> it's not, unfortunately. It is Williams. Uh, Alfa Romeo got that eight, I think. But, okay, so they do have a team, though, so at least it's they not... They do, yeah. Okay, they do. Good. yeah. And Will, third one in this round. Which famous racing driver's son is currently top of the Formula 2 championship? Uh, Juan Mir <laughs> isn't he the motorcyclist the motorcyclist yeah uh, okay no. no I was looking for Michael Schumacher oh, fucking why didn't I, why didn't I say that <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> no. why didn't I just say that's the obvious one isn't it got, it's the only one Lewis it's Hamilton like Michael Schumacher like question one yeah. Oh, fucking. Oh, that's, that's such. That's such. Oh, I was just being a dick there. But you know, this, you know what? I try to show off. If the listeners are listening, don't show off in front of your mates. Don't try and be clever. You don't be cocky. Just, just, oh, yeah. Well played, Chris. I deserve it. <laughs> well, you might be able to redeem yourself in the final round, which is on everyone's specialist subject golf. Um, Will, not Will, Josh, sorry. Uh, which golf major? Uh, we arranged from April uh, commence this weekend. I think it's the Masters. It is indeed. It is indeed. I mean, this question when I wrote it last week was more difficult. But it's yeah. <laughs> I'm very pleased to have had that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, who won the 2019 edition? Oh, I believe that was Tiger Woods. It was indeed. It was indeed. Oh, and Finally, Will, and how many major tournaments has Tiger Woods now won? Is it 13, 15, or 17? Has Tiger Woods won? He's had had a bad day today as well, has he, Tiger Woods? It's 10 at the par three. Was not a good. But wasn't it it amazing last year when he actually had his comeback? Sorry, yeah. Josh. I'm 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 obviously stalling for time. Say the points. Say the things for me again. Sorry. 
Uh, yeah, so how many majors has Tiger Woods now won? Is it 13, 15 or 17? I am going to go for 15. And you'd be correct to do so. Ah, uh, thank you very much. Well, you there. It. And it wasn't one me at that time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I believe after all that, I think Dan and Josh tied there with, with Will just to, just a point back. Um, mm. I think Dan might. I think um, Dan might be one point ahead. I'll confess. I think I only got two or three. No, I think it was. I think it was level because he pulled the Fiji out of the bag. Oh well. And then you both got the golf questions right, and everyone got the motorsport ones wrong. Oh, no. So it's kept it the same. So yeah, joint joint winners uh, this week. I mean, Bloody I'm, hell! I, I'm Winner happy with Josh that. in the same sentence and the <laughs> quiz. I needed I needed some relief after the FPL absolute battle I got from you all. I, yeah, needed, yeah. I needed this, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the master's quiz. A little victory. <laughs> oh, well, does that mean I get to do the quiz next time? I mean, that it does. It does actually hey, mean you get hey, to do the give quiz it to next him, time, yeah. Josh. And not only because you won, but because you were going to do it anyway. So, I mean, it's a, du- <laughs> it's a, it's a double victory for you, Josh. Um, joint winner and get to do the quiz next time. And, what, and Leicester atop. I mean, you couldn't be having a better time currently. Um, thank you very much for the, for the quiz, Chris. Uh, and thank you everybody for joining us on this episode. It's been a slightly longer episode, I think. I don't know when we put it together, whether that's actually the case, but I think it's been a slightly longer episode. Um, and what a fun one to record. We are back in two weeks time and it will be uh, another great episode. The topic of which I have not, we've not yet decided on. So a complete mystery, but Josh, We'll tell you beforehand so that you can create a quiz if you wish to in a theme, if you wish not to, on whatever topic you like or just on the week's events. Um, thank you, fellas, for joining. It's been lovely to, to see all, your, all of your lovely faces again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed uh, being, a, being a part of the whole thing. I think Always most... love speaking to the boys from the podcasts. Cricket Badger, second tier in Heart of the Holt. I think it's been the most I've socialised in about eight months. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um... Well, it, all that remains to, uh, for me to say is if you would like to follow us on Twitter, then please do at Pod Sports Weekly. That's at Pod Sports Weekly. If you'd like to email us, please do on uh, sportsweeklypod at gmail.com. That's sportsweeklypod at gmail.com. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.